He's gone from BC fans penthouse to the doghouse in just a couple of years. Why Saturday's game against UConn is almost a must win for Jeff Halfley to continue to have any sort of momentum for the Eagles. We'll explain why he can't mess around against the Huskies and the Eagles are going to need to get that W. All this and more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC, AJ Black here. I'd like to thank our sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs, for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So Saturday, this is the game that I've talked about that it's U- the Yukon Huskies. And I... I I am not a fan of that program. I'm not a fan of their fans. Um, we, we go back a long way. Some of them really don't like me and I'm okay with that. But this really, this game is so important for Boston college for a number of reasons. First of all, as I said on yesterday's show, the, the, the potential of, of this game, if they go down there and lose to the Yukon Huskies for the rest of the season to become just an even worse disaster is exponentially high. Like BC has a chance on Saturday to at least get momentum again. Like, yeah, they, their offensive line has been, been putrid. Phil Jakovic has not looked good. The defense has, has gotten gassed. That's all well and good, right? But that's against Wake Force and Clemson. And if you're a a rational person, you can say, okay, you know, BC played the number five and the number 10 school and they got their butts kicked. D- did we see that coming? We should have. I did. I had the score almost to the T on both the games. Um, but it's a whole other level of depravity if they lose to a team that went one and 11 last year to a team that has no offense to speak of. This game on Saturday, I am not going to, I'm not giving any hyperbole here is an absolute must win game for Jeff Halfley. Now I have said all along, I think be, uh, that Halfley will be back next year, whether you like it or not. I think that, that he's going to have a, a, another chance uh, to write the ship. And again, whether you like it or not, I, I still think that the offensive line issues, some of it was his problem because he didn't get anyone in the transfer portal. Some of it was NIL stuff. Some of it was that he just had one of the worst uh, bats of bad luck I've ever seen. I mean, how many guys are out right now? There's four or five guys that were supposed to be starters. That's tough. That is tough. But I'm putting the excuses to the side right now. There is no excuse for losing to the Yukon Huskies. There is no for losing to a team that has been the bottom of your foot 
for years. I mean, when BC played in in East Hartford in 2017, Steve Adazio's team smashed them. When they played them at Fenway Park a couple years before, they smashed them. They have been able to beat UConn for years consistently. And no, it wasn't. It wasn't at. I keep going back to 2017, saying it was in East Hartford. Can I look at? Uh, I think it's uh, college football stats. That was at Fenway Park. They beat him at Fenway Park. I remember I was at my house, my new house that I had at that time, and and it was at, at Fenway. But they beat him at Fenway. They beat him at alumni. <clears throat> you cannot lose to UConn. You have a recruiting class over the last couple of years. That has guys like Zay, Josh DeBerry, that has some of these really good young defensive ends like Donovan Azaraku, Nito Ekpala, even the defensive end uh, like Owen Stoudmire is looking good. Boozy, they've they've got guys out there that should be able to handle a team like UConn. And even if you have issues, if you have a little bit of a uh, uh, of a hiccup, like you did against Maine you should have enough horses on at least one side of the ball to take over that game. Like even if BC's offensive line struggles against UConn, and I'm not going to be naive and say that they won't, um, their defense should take over that game. And I'm talking turnovers, you know, quick three and outs, give BC a bit of an edge. But what happens if Halfley goes out there and loses? you're starting to see what could be the downfall of, of the staff. And yeah, I know you're saying, Oh, AJ, it, it's already happened. And you might be right. You might be right. I'm not, I'm not doubting you here, but what I'm saying is when your players and the recruits are seeing you lose to Yukon and lose to Rutgers, imagine what opposing coaches are going to say when they're recruiting the same guys you are you're going to see a precipitous drop in recruiting because now you can't, you, you are, are really gasping for straws and what you can sell to these kids. And so now that is a problem. Your transfer portal options, AB kids that believe in Jeff Halfley. He's a very personal person and I bet he's charming to recruits, but those transfer portal guys, and we'll get into this in, in one of our future segments. They're going to see these 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 losses too, and go, "Do I really want to play there?" I think that's an issue too. I think that's an issue. So, will Jeff Halfley get fired if he loses to UConn? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I know Mitch was saying like he should. Uh, that's the one thing that would happen that he should lose his job for. But I can imagine there's lots of big time donors out there. And I have, I know some of you might, out, might be out there listening to me right now. I know I have listeners that are big time donors. And some of you have said that you have already stopped giving donations because of the state of the program. Losing to UConn would be one of those big moments where those donors would be like, all right, that happened. Goodbye. And then again, you're starting to lose big time money donors that you need to sustain a program like this to fund the things that you want to do, whether it's a, a upgrades to alumni stadium or paying more for your assistant coaches, things like that. That's a big problem. So I, I don't even want to fathom losing this game to, to UConn. 
but the, but the thoughts there, it's definitely there. There's been so many disappointments of the season and, and the game against Maine uh, is definitely one of them. Well, if you, if you thought that Maine moved the ball pretty well against BC, guess what? UConn's offensive coordinator is Nick Charlton, who was the former head coach of Maine, who installed that offense there. So that offense could be very similar. And Maine's came in, and even against FCS teams, their offense was garbage. And they did pretty well against BC. So I'm, I'm a little nervous here. But what I'm saying, what I'm getting to here, is that for the time being, Jeff Halfley has to win this game. He cannot let the future of the, his program take such an, a downward spiral because, as I just said, X, Y, and Z will happen if they lose to UConn. So we better hope that when we get to Saturday, BC comes out there and shows what they can do. And it better not be negative. All right, in a moment, I'm going to move ahead. I. I get a headache thinking about this season and I want to look at some other positives about maybe some options of what BC will do when they look at their quarterback in 2023. Now these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and free. Now, Excuse me. You're going to head over to LinkedIn, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening tool questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Locked on BC, AJ black here. And I want to, I think we all need a break. Let's take a big breather and look ahead to the 2023 season because the 2022 season, 2022 season, it's just getting us all sad and rightfully so it's just been depressing. You know, nothing is worse than a fall month of like, you know, you get so excited for college football, either you're tailgating with your family and friends, seeing old, fa- uh, you know, f- you know, classmates from Boston College, um, you know, at alumni stadium and, and sitting together and cheering on your team. But to have that replaced with just bad football, loss, 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 bad win, loss, loss, you upset Louisville. That's cool loss loss it's just it's it's not the same and yes i'm covering the team now but man i remember 2012 i remember 2015 when i was a season ticket holder and i still get the shutters from both of those seasons they were brutal to watch and they, they you know as a college football fan it it sticks with you you know it, it it's it's not a good feeling. And it's one of those, you hate wasting a college football season, something teams like Alabama, Georgia, those fans don't, don't get that. You know, their, their wasted season is all. We lost the sec championship us. It's like, yeah, we won two games. Uh, It's, it's tough being a Boston college fan. And it's been tough. Expectations were high after last season when expectations were high and neither season has, has lived up to it. 
But let's move ahead for a moment. Let's look at 2023 because I think it's worth talking about the quarterback situation because I think it's still up in the air. I don't think there's a a straight answer who the quarterback will be uh, coming up next season. Now, as I've said on this podcast before, quarterback Phil Dracovic, I believe still has one year of eligibility left. And before this season, if you were to ask me, Phil Dracovic was heading right to the pros and we were surprised he even came back last year, but there was that hand injury and he was going to come back and hopefully raise his stock draft uh, draft stock and become a top 10 uh, quarterback drafted in the NFL draft. But, you know, he's been what he's rated the poorest quarterback in the ACC right now. And one of the poorest quarterbacks in the country. So is he going to get an NFL draft pick? No. He's not. He's not going to get picked in the NFL draft. He, he can either go. He's got three choices. He can go into the NFL draft and most likely will go undrafted and then maybe hook on with the team as an undrafted free agent, which I mean, the odds are stacked against you of getting anywhere doing that. He can possibly return for one more season with the Eagles. I know a lot of you fans out there just um, groaned. Because you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want another year of him. But that's a possibility as well. Um, I, I I get the sense when listen, watching him that he's groaning too. Because I don't, I'm, I'm not sure he would want to come back for another year. Or he could transfer. Dracovic could go someplace else. I mean, in the last two seasons, he got injured. And then lost his entire offensive line. And he can come back with question marks all over the place. Like, yeah, you know, BC could go into the portal and hit it up. And for the folks that are worried that they're not, I've got a sense and some 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 sources and some information that that's not going to be the case. I think they're going to uh, hit the transfer portal, but will be enough to keep Dracovic happy. And, and does BC really want to keep him here? Like, maybe it's a time for a clean break from everyone. I'm not sure. So I think <clears throat> my personal belief, just based off of his body language, what we've seen this year, I honestly think a third team is probably the best option for Jakovic after this year. I, I don't think he comes back to BC. Uh, his buddy, Zay Flowers, is going to be gone. His offensive line, the guys that he trusts, Mahogany could be back. We don't know. Uh, but most of the other guys are gone. He's going to have a whole new wide receiver crew. Uh, that he's going to have to work with. So I don't see him coming back. I don't, I just don't, I think, I think it'd be good for him, you know, and like, thank you, Dracovic for 2020 and that big game against Virginia tech last year, which I will never forget, but I think it's time for both teams to both parties to move on. And so he's one guy I could see going into the transfer portal, trying to maybe if a new team and a new system, would be better luck. And I don't know what team, you know, you, you could ask me like, what team would it be? I, I have no clue. I, I don't, I'm not into analyzing opposing like every team's future quarterback depth, but you know, maybe a team like Pitt, like if they're not happy with Keaton Slovis, he could go back to work with Frank Signetti and go home. I mean, would that make sense? Probably. And they've got a good offensive. Uh, they've got a decent offensive line, I believe and some good wide receivers. So maybe he'd like to go there. Who knows? But he's one. The second option BC has is Emmett Moorhead. Now, this is the fan favorite right now. The 6'6", big uh, yeah, quarterback 
from Virginia. And I've I have been very hesitant to like the future of the program. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter who are saying right now, like bench Jakovic, start Moorhead. And I get it. I get what you're saying. Like you want to see something different, see if it works. I mean, for now, I, I totally right. I said it before. And I think Mitch has said it. I am not on board with Moorhead starting right now because he, with that offensive line and his mobility, I think he would get killed and we don't need another f- quarterback. That's had his psyche shattered because of our offensive line. So I don't think he's an answer this year, but the question remains, is he the answer for next year? Is Moorhead the guy that you go with next year? Now, if you believe with what Halfley said, he's had some strong outings in camp. Um, He hasn't been completely inaccurate during games, but he has also been playing against second team defenses and teams that are basically just taking their foot off the gas. They're not blitzing him. They're not throwing anything exotic at him. So, I, I take those moments really lightly because I don't think that's an accurate representation of what Moorhead could do against a real defense. So I think just, just be careful with that. That Then on top of that, you know, I go back to where his, his um, experience is at. Remember, this is a kid that barely played in high school. His senior year was canceled because of COVID. So he had to skip like his varsity year at, in Virginia. He's a California kid that went to Virginia. So he has, and I think he started only a couple of years before playing football to go accelerate all that time to becoming a starter for an ACC program is quite the leap. I, 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 when I look at him, I think Emmett Moorhead, if he's going to be a starter, would be the best starter in another year. And I'm going to get to, in a moment, what I think BC should do for the 2023 season. But before I get to that, if you've not done so already, if you want to help support our podcast and our YouTube channel, let me ask you to do two quick things. Hit that like button below. Hit it right now. And then hit subscribe. Hit subscribe to become a member of our Locked On BC uh, YouTube page. It's absolutely free. And if you hit like and subscribe, you know what it does? It, it, it's got that crazy YouTube algorithm. It'll help people find our podcast that much faster and help us grow. It's the best way that you can thank us. And we want to thank you for making Locked On BC your first listen every day. Now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a um, great product. For those of you that sweat, I am a sweater. I sweat constantly during the summer. And when it gets hot, I need a good antiperspirant that can keep me dry. So that especially when I'm wearing uh, when I'm wearing more than just a t-shirt, I need something that'll that'll work. Sweatblock was created by a doctor to help his own excessive sweating. It's doctor created and doctor recommended. When you use it, it's going to help you with your sweat and fam- uh, sweat problem. It gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat. The Sweatblock wipes were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code locked on or on sweatblock.com. Also, 
available on Amazon. Locked on BC. This is AJ Black. I uh, got a question here. Emmett's strength, it seems to me. So I want to get to a comment. Uh, sorry, if you're listening to this on the podcast on YouTube, people, while I am recording this live can ask questions. And I want to get to Jeff Shell. Emmett's strength, it seems to me, is that he gets the ball out a lot faster than Jerk, who sometimes takes a while. Is this something you've noticed? I think that's a much more indicative. Um, that's a good question. I think it's a much more indicative um, result of the scheme that he's facing. Dracovic is facing blitzes. He's facing um, defenses that are playing a lot more tight and like, it's going to take him a lot. He's got to do a lot more reads more head. He can just sit back there and just unload the ball because they're usually pressed. Ba- they're pushed back a little bit again. Like we have not seen what his release would be like against a first string defense. It's always a second or third string. So I can't say that he has a faster release yet. Um, I mean, it could be, but I'm not, I'm not there. I don't, I don't think that's the case. And I don't think he has the act. I don't think he's accurate at all. I mean, Mitch has Mitch has talked to me and he said, he's watched the film and he hasn't seen any accuracy in Moorhead yet, but let's get into the third option for BC for the class of 20, no, for 2023. Now they could always go completely off kilter and go with someone like Peter Delaportis or Matt Reeve, who are guys that are always on the, already on the roster. I haven't heard it. People have asked me, I have not heard anything about Delaportis yet, so I'm not sure. I don't know what his capabilities are going to be. Um, he's a big dude. I've, I saw him at practice this summer, but he, he I don't I don't know where he's at. Uh, Reeve, I don't, I, I'm not going to say he's not the answer, but I have not seen from what I've seen and heard about him. I'm not, I'm not sure he's going to be the guy. Another option is that BC could go back to the transfer portal. Now, BC, the the state that they're in right now, their quarterback is a transfer. They've done it before. They've done it a couple times. You know, they had Tyler Murphy. They had um, Patrick Tolles. They've, you know, they've gone, they've gone to the transfer portal. This has been a, a new thing for them. But will they do it next year? I think they will. This is where I think they're going to go. I think that BC will want an extra year on Emmett Moorhead. I think they're going to have Jakovic move on. And I think they might go to the portal. And I'm not sure where the names are going to be, but I think some ideas of where they could look could be uh, fascinating because I think we're going to get in December like a transfer uh, a transfer portal tsunami because they remember they they tightened up that transfer portal window that all the players have to a- uh, enter on like December 5th and then they have to make their decision by spring ball I believe so you're going to see a ton of players enter then but I think teams that have new head coaches. Uh, you know, I'm looking at teams like maybe like Georgia Tech that is going to have a new head coach, a team maybe like Auburn or uh, Wisconsin. There's a bunch of teams out there that will have new head coaches, but there's also players that are just buried on a depth chart or a team has just moved on from. So there's a bunch out there. I have a, right now up on the on the screen, Jack Tuttle. He's a former four-star quarterback out of California. I think he's like 6'3", 6'4". Uh, he started off at Utah, transferred to Indiana. Uh, he's never found his way, but he's a guy with a huge upside. I wonder if BC might take a chance at a guy like that. Um, there's other guys out there, and you know, I think it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, but we don't know who that'll be. But that's that's kind of where I think. I think this is a team that next year needs a one year rental to get to Emmett Moorhead or Della Porter's guy. Because I I as I said, I'm not sure Moorhead is ready yet. Um and I, I have not seen enough to say that he is. 
But I think if they can go out there and get them. Now, I know the folks are going to say, well, what about NIL? What about this? I've, I am not going to get into the details, but I've heard a lot of good buzz for people not at BC because NIL cannot go through the school. From what I've heard, it has to be outside. It can be play, uh, former players, alumni, donors, and then they kind of cycle it, siphon it in through this. The, it's a whole process, but it can't be like advertised through the school, but I've heard, I've heard this stuff brewing. So look for positive news with that soon. And I'm going to be doing some investigating to get to the bottom of that. This is AJ Black. We'll be getting back again tomorrow to continue our march to this UConn game. I'll give you all the updates and, and details that you're going to want to know. And on Friday, we'll have met John to give our previews and predictions. This is AJ Black. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. <coughs> <coughs>